everybody, and welcome back to the Good Fight Podcast, Season 3, Episode 7. Um, and we understand it's been a little while since our, our last podcast, but there's just been a lot going on in, in both of our lives, and uh, with that time comes a lot of things that have gone on in the country and in, in the world. Um, but it's good to be back, and actually we're recording this in person together, so that's nice. Which is also very nice. <laughs> so I'm glad to be here too. I was uh, just by myself last time. It's nice to have Denver here too, and I think we both agreed that uh, the title of, of this episode, just trying to be comfortable in our discomfort, <laughs> is uh, it sounds like kind of an oxymoron, but hopefully we can communicate how with all of the crazy stuff going on out there, it just, uh, to, to me, it just gotten so overwhelming that uh, you, you just can't take it all in and that uh, how that it's not going to be comfortable for us. And there's that's kind of the spirit of the age out there. People are uncomfortable. And yet for us, how how with God's help, how do we become comfortable in that and figure out what God wants us to do in the situation? Yep, it's a changing world and we have to adapt. But the good news is... We have God on our side, and he's a rock. So in a changing world, it's good to good to have that. Amen. So we've come across some great scripture uh, from uh, 2 Corinthians 4, uh, and we were going to share some different passages. But just to kind of help frame the issue, I think uh, verses 3 and 4 of that chapter really sum it up well. And it says, If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it's hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. So I think it kind of points out, Denver, that all of this craziness, it, it, it has a spiritual component to us. And, and the Bible tells us really clearly that in the last days and in these times that uh, that things aren't going to make sense, that there will be deceptions come on and that we can't expect the people that are out there with the crazy ideas that they're going to stand a reason because it just is a deception. And when we try to share the good news, um, you know, some people will come back and say that they just don't get it or they don't believe it. And so that's what this is explaining, that Satan has blinded them. But that makes it all more important for us to talk with them, have conversations and let God do his work. Yeah. And that's uh, everybody deserves to hear the gospel. And yet if, if they're clear and not wanting that or understanding it, then uh, just another precedent that we see is that we need to move on and uh, and, and look for the people who are open and who are receptive to it. So uh, there's a spiritual battle going on, and it's uh, manifesting itself in all kinds of different ways. So we're going to come back after the break and kind of talk a little bit through this. How can we be more comfortable and, and identify what the Lord wants us to do in it and how we can kind of speak into the craziness with his truth? Be right back. Welcome back to this episode of a Good Fight Podcast, talking about how to be more comfortable even in the midst of all the discomfort in the world and the culture around us and how we can kind of lean into that instead of uh, trying to shrink back and shrink away from it, but lean into it with God as our help to try to speak his truth 
into the situation. So we want to share a little bit uh, more from that 2 Corinthians 4 passage now and talk about how it really helps us see what the way forward might be for us. Okay, and I'll jump right into it. It says, Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. We reject, we reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God, and all who are honest know this. Yeah, isn't that great to, to be able to see we don't have to be underhanded. We don't have to manipulate. We don't have to go through all of those Marxist uh, rules for radicals techniques to uh, try to uh, foist evil things on the country and the culture. All we have to do is, like it says, tell the truth before God. And um, uh, so we don't need to do lying. We don't have to do character assassination. And I just think that's a wonderful, liberating thing. Oh, absolutely. And um... carry on. Okay. Yep. Don't <laughs> mind that. We will we'll fix that as we go. Um, but before we can speak the truth, um, we have to know the truth. So it, it's good to, to be grounded in the word as much as you can. Um, and as, when you're speaking out uh, to people, your friends, your family, um, to, to try to speak from that perspective um, uh, is always something to, to try to do for sure. Yeah. You know, if you're listening to this and you're not a Christ follower or not a Christ follower yet, uh, keep listening because, uh, I mean, the, they're... There are, are, are truths that we say are, are God's truths, but they're readily observable and oh, yeah. that we can kind of gather around those things even as we try to talk about the, the gospel. So we can, we can uh, band together and, and be helpful with that. So uh, it, uh, going on in 2 Corinthians 4, um, it gives us a little bit of what the solution might be to that. So uh, starting in verse 5, it says, You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. So I, I, I like this because it, it, it really says that Christ and culture aren't disconnected, that he... Uh, came into the world to, to, yes, to save us, to save sinners. But as we seek to live for him, uh, we see so many examples throughout history of being able to kind of help redeem the culture and set things up uh, in an orderly way that's going to be fair. And arguably, Denver, uh, that, that is what our Constitution and Declaration and our system really was set out to do. That really is it in a nutshell. Yeah. And, and some of those areas uh, that Brian mentioned, uh, marriage, sexuality, male-female differences and roles, uh, that is so prominent, um, those issues in our culture today that are so clearly defined in the Word. Yeah, they're, they're kind of the non-negotiables. They're, the, they're the hills that, uh, that everybody knows that we can't help but die on. Mm. And those because the, the, the truth is, are so obvious. So um, when we come back from this next break, we want to give you uh, a little bit of an example of how to handle and dialogue about one of these things that is so much at the forefront uh, right now, and that's the whole trans issue. And uh, the la my last session that I did talked about tactics and how to, how to talk to people, how to keep conversations going. And this is really a good example of some of the types of questions that that talks about and how we can kind of go through that.
Yep. And again, with this so prevalent in the culture, it's good to know how we can um, navigate this. So. Yeah. And I, and I would argue many, if not all of us or most of us will uh, have occasion to, to dialogue with people about this. Yes. And these are some really good things to cover. So we'll be right back uh, with those questions. Thanks for joining us again. We're back with some application of these uh, principles that we talked about in our last episode, and even today about uh, dialoguing about some of the the what we would consider to be no-brainer truths, but things that are really being questioned and and going forth in our culture, such as the trans issue. And so, um, uh, it it's good to for us to to realize that the. Uh, the trans issue is, is, is a good example of uh, that and other issues that are happening out there. And it's good for us to get some good practice to be able to speak to those things well. Yeah. So, so what do you do if your child or your student tells you that, that they're trans? Um, and, and the first thing is to not go ballistic on them. Um, more likely than not, uh, they were probably at least a little bit nervous to, to open up to you and to tell you. And so um, you want to affirm your unchanging love for them and thank them for sharing, first of all. Um, we've talked on this podcast so many times that we don't want to close conversations. We want to open them up. And this is a perfect example of that. Um, and it's a great opportunity to ask some questions to them. Yeah. And I'd say, Denver, if, uh, if, if you know any young, if you're a young parent in an audience or if you know of any young parents and they have... Uh, more than two, well, we'll talk about daughters, because I, what I've heard is that uh, over 25% now of, uh, of young, young people under eight, 18 are identifying as some kind of LGBT something or other. Mm -hmm. and, and that means if you have two children, then you are more likely than not going to have one of them have this very conversation with you. So we've got seven questions, and I want to thank uh, Frank Turek and Jack Hibbs for uh, giving us these, and I'll put the reference to the, the Sunday service at Chino Hills where these came, uh, came out. But we'll kind of take turns telling you what these questions are. So as this comes up and, and you haven't gone ballistic and affirmed your love for them, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's always good. And this is one of those basic tactical questions you want to ask, well, what do you mean by that? You want to get them to define the term. So, so what do you mean by trans? Yeah. And I think that's a good way to really, first of all, get them thinking about exactly what they're doing and give them an opportunity to really even think through that for themselves. Yeah, and I think in asking these questions, like uh, the number one uh, that Brian just said, you know, it's going to be a good practice for you and them to, to get them thinking. Yeah. Uh, so the second one is, how did you come to this conclusion, uh, which is the justification for their decision? So what was the journey that they took to, to reach this, you know, how long have they been thinking about it? And so to, to have them practice that and kind of go back through their thoughts um, is probably a good thing for them and then a good thing for you to hear. Um, and that can open up a, a whole nother com conversation. And I think it's really good too, that you're, you're not affirming or applauding what they're doing by any means, but you are affirming them as a person that there has likely been a, a considerable 
process that's been gone through, and at least you're acknowledging that, and uh, and I think that that's very positive. Um, the third question might be something like this: like, what what's encouraging you to make this announcement right now? Uh, that there, you know, is there some event that's precipitated this in your mind? And uh, just would get another way to help them kind of open up and and see what has been going on. Yes. Um, and then the next one is, do feelings always tell the truth? Um, and I know as human beings, we are emotional beings and we feel and some of us feel stronger than others. Um, however, um, sometimes you just have to override those feelings. Uh, there's, you know, multiple situations where it's not good to act upon your feelings. Um, and so I think the, the answer to that from that person would be pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. and, a, and a great way to illustrate how the very clear answer to that question is no, they don't always tell the truth <laughs> yes, <laughs> or may often may not tell the truth. And then following up from there, another really good question is, is do feelings ever change? Just because you're feeling something one day, does it mean you're going to feel that the next day? Mm -hmm. Yep. And then the next one is, have you considered that 80% of young people who feel this way change their minds by the time they're 18? So just to to clear things up that we are talking about children under the age of 18 that these questions are are geared towards um but that, that's true i mean uh at children and their minds they change um and they're developing and so for them to make you know a pretty big decision uh under 18 especially something like this like changing their gender uh they it, it's good for them to know um you know that the amount of young people who do um change their minds about this type of stuff yeah, and, and again, it's good to affirm that, that and really, we can really feel anything we want to feel. It's what we do about those feelings that that matters. Yeah. And it, it's a good way to, to affirm that, okay, that, that you're having these feelings, I, that's perfectly understandable, uh, and, uh, but, it, but you have to decide what to do about those feelings. Mm -hmm. And that involves your, your brain, and it involves non-feelings sometimes to help evaluate that. Uh, finally, the, the question uh, is, have you read about the long-term effects of this kind of transition? And there's all kinds of literature, uh, and there are multiple groups uh, being formed of people who have gone through the trans surgery and have followed, done the puberty blockers and all the medications and all that stuff. And one of the things I really have, have wanted to communicate with some people in my lives is that, you know, this 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 thing that's going on, it really mean it means something, but it's not going to accomplish for you what you think it's going to accomplish. And I think that that's, uh, there, it's good to be able to kind of get them in touch with this. Yeah. Um, and some of these things can be hard for them to hear. And I understand that. Um, but I mean, th what we're trying to do is to get them to think and while doing that, trying to be as loving as we can. Um, and so I think hopefully with the, the, the combination of those two things, um, we can get them going in the right direction. Yeah. And then just as, as an aside, as we finish this segment, that just something I'm, I'm doing, like I got this list of seven questions today and it's great. No way I'm going to remember them all. <laughs> uh, so I'm figuring out a way on, on my, on my phone or on my cloud storage that I can I have little files like this on there that I can pull up if I need to, if I'm in the middle of a situation or conversation and kind of refer to these. So I'll have this and then stuff about the deity of Christ and the reliability of scripture and the founding fathers and, and all that stuff. So uh, if you are 
are wanting to learn how to communicate better, um, you know, let's kind of work together on, on getting some resources uh, put together. Absolutely. Great idea. Yep. All right. We'll be back in a second with some more from Second Corinthians. to continue our reading on 2 Corinthians. So we're going to start in verse 8 here, and it says this, We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. So... (laughs) maybe saying that I'm encouraged by this, uh, you know, I, I am encouraged by it, mm-hmm. but uh, just, we just need to realize that there, there, there's a war on out yeah. there and that even the title of our, of our episode, being, being comfortable in the discomfort, we can't expect to be able, if, if we really want to speak into this for the sake of our, our, our culture, country, people, souls, then we're going to have to get used to being uncomfortable we're going to have to get used to to maybe losing relationships or have people reject us at least for a time. But this timeless truth, like we talked about earlier in Second Corinthians, preaching this timeless truth of Christ, uh, that that where else do we have to go besides that? And if people choose to reject that, then uh, then then that that's very sad. But we need to just be ready to keep being faithful to proclaim that truth. Yeah, and I know we're talking about being comfortable in our discomfort, but it is very comforting to have God on our side. Amen. You know, I remember in Sunday school learning about the armor of God, and, you know, with that and with God, we can take on anything. And so, yeah, things might be uncomfortable to do, um, but wow, what an ally we have. And, and to me, that's comforting. And I think to, to most of our listeners, I, I think you would probably agree. Yeah, and what you're saying is very encouraging to me because I'm still I still struggle with the people pleaser thing that if I really say the right thing everybody's going to agree and everybody's going to get along and people are going to like me, mm-hmm. but that just isn't true. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm having the hardest time wrapping my head around that. But with God as my witness, I want to keep doing better right. all the time and oh. keep looking for those opportunities and praying for Him. And He you know He is providing some of those, and I'm very yeah. thankful. Yeah, no, I'm, I definitely don't want to sound like I'm, you know, perfect. You know, I, I'm a people pleaser too. And so, um, uh, so I struggle with that and I struggle with what people think of me and what I'm going to say and who's going to, you know, think certain things because of what I say. But I mean, it's just, I have to remind myself of that. Yeah. Know, of God. And, yeah. You know. And it's good. And hopefully we can remind uh, you, our listeners of that. And uh, speaking of that, I hope you'll, if, if this is encouraging, pass it on. Look at these resources. It's going to take your time. You know, the founding fathers gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Mm-hmm. So our lives, our time, our fortunes, our money, and our sacred honor, our, our, our duty to get out there and do what's, what's the right thing. We got to do the same thing. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's a different time, but you know what? It, it, this is a battle that we have to fight. I mean, we have no choice. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, I, I'm, you know, you, you're in school, you've got friends you're trying to do stuff with. I'm here trying to do some substitute teaching. I'm planning a couple real nice trips away. 
I'm pretty comfortable. So it's so easy just to bury our head in the oh. sand. And I think that's what a lot of people's problems are, that they're still too comfortable. And we are still too comfortable. And um, Lord, help us to be able to, uh, to do the right thing. Yep. Well, we're going to conclude in just a second with a concluding quote. Guess, guess from where, Denver? Hmm, I'll Second you, Corinthians? Uh, oh, how did you guess? Uh, I don't know. We'll be right back. to this segment and uh and it's been helpful to me denver and i think it's been helpful to both of us yes. hopefully it might be helpful to you but we want to encourage you just like we're trying to do figure out where your place in the good fight is mm -hmm. and the more the more the time goes by the more god's providence and us picking the title for this podcast was very good absolutely so let's get in there and do it together let's get in and mix it up try to learn and watch the resources give our lives fortunes and sacred honor um, send us an email at goodfight71 at gmail.com and make any suggestions you want and uh, pass this on to others so that we can uh, bring others into this and uh, see what we can do absolutely so we'll go ahead and wrap up with a little bit more from second corinthians starting with verse 16 that is why we never give up Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. It's good to have that perspective. So we want to leave you with these words of encouragement. And, uh, and, and also the last part of that verse is a good thing to help us remember how important the gospel of Jesus saving grace and eternal life in him. Because what we see now, even our, our beloved country, uh, will soon be gone. Uh, but the things we can't see, the kingdom of God and our ability to have eternal life in Jesus, uh, we will always be there if we call on him. Mm. By the way, this has been the New Living Translation of the Bible, which is, is great for a good understanding and reading passages. So we commend that to you, too. Yep, it's very easy, and um, uh, I personally like it. And that's, yeah, I enjoy it. Yep. Easy to read. All right, keep up the good fight, everybody. Much love to all of you, and praise be to God for his wonderful glory. Yep, keep up the good fight, everybody. Bye.